Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, what's going on here? <laughs> here we go. Okay. Well, hello and welcome to episode 19 of Amigas About Friends. 19. Wow. Ciao. We've been doing this for a while. 19 <laughs> episodes in and we've never said our names. So I'm Jasmine. <laughs> and I'm Laura. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I realize. I mean, I think, I think we've mentioned our names in conversation. But yeah, we haven't introduced ourselves formally. So yes, here we are. I'll try to I'll try to remember moving forward. But it's also um, you guys are going to get an updated intro, and it should already be on there. <laughs> Hopefully by episode nineteen, we've already figured this out. But no promises are to be made. None. <laughs> Due to technical difficulties. Definitely. Mental health check. How are you this week? I've been all right. I've been trying to walk a little bit more because I've been kind of stagnant. Like I'm not really doing anything. And I can definitely tell that this is affecting my mental health um, and also my sleeping. But I just I just don't want to get up right now because it's it's San Diego cold right now, which is not like cold, cold, but it's cold. It's freezing. <laughs> yeah. For, for <laughs> California, not even California, for San Diego specifically, it's fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> so the only walking that we do is to take the, the dog out. But Justin does that most of the time. And I, I do join him, I want to say, like, if we're lucky three times out of the week. But I just hate being cold. Right now, I have a heater on because I'm freezing. <laughs> so do I. In my apartment. <laughs> and I'm drinking hot tea while wearing a sweater and pants. So I just don't want to be outside right now. But um, I do feel like I should be walking a little bit more. How is your mental health, though? Um, I'm okay. I We were talking just a second ago, and I you made me realize that, yeah, it's going to be almost a year that I've been working from home. Um, I also, um, just recently saw a post, somebody posted like, this is what burnout, what being burnt out means. And it was like all of my symptoms right now of like insomnia, but also being super tired and having headaches and being feeling sluggish and like all these other, there was like a list of 10 and I was like, God damn, I crossed off like nine. (laughs) I think I saw that. Yeah. Dude, what the F? It's just, yeah, it's, uh, but I'm okay. Like, I'm happy and life's good. And I'm going to get a new desk soon. So I'm super excited about that. And oh, yay. I know. And hopefully, a new laptop because mine is old, very, very old. That's um, funny. We wanted to get a new laptop too because my Chromebook just randomly turns off sometimes now. So that's fun. And also, I don't know if you know, but Chromebooks have like, an expiration date so to speak so after i think for mine it's june and the the laptop tells you itself too after this date you will not no longer get any updates so then it just kind of starts to die on you Um, (laughs) and mine is already literally turning off in the middle of uh, games that i play online with some friends so that's not 
that's not usable. But I was yeah. thinking about you when I went to Ikea because we went to Ikea a couple of times because Justin's looking for a, a lamp for his desk. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to there, I'm like, ooh, Jasmine wanted to get more things for her new office space that she wants to build. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm so excited about that. And also, um, you said something about tea. <laughs> And funny yes. thing, I was scrolling Facebook earlier and I came across this cute little mug. It's see-through and it has like Beauty and the Beast characters in gold. Aww. Really pretty. And then it has a little tea thingy, like a diffuser. Um, oh, yes. But it's a rose. Oh my goodness, that sounds so cute. It was the cutest thing and I wanted to buy one. <laughs> I was like, really? I don't even drink tea. <laughs> I drink tea all the time. It's the only thing I drink because, again, anxiety <laughs> and other health conditions have made me quit caffeine, among other fun things. I'll add it to the wish list because your birthday's coming up. <laughs> My birthday is coming up. That's another thing that's made me feel a little weird lately because I am about to turn 31 and uh, I don't even feel like I ever turned 30 because we were locked in here. So that's that's kind of sad. But anyway, let's move on to fun things. Before uh, I go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> this is not Alice in Wonderland. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but we did talk about tea. <laughs> That's true. And roses. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> All right, I'll start. Um, so the episode starts with... Oh, do you know the name of this episode? Because I forgot. Real I quick. also forgot. The mystery episode. <laughs> no, wait, we can do this. We have these devices uh, that can help us. No, I like the mystery episode better. <laughs> I know. It, it Mysteries are fun. But also, how are people going to know? You know, it's called the one where the monkey gets away. <laughs> oh, stupid monkey. Okay. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I know. So the episode starts with Rachel at the coffee house giving someone a list of teas and she realizes he's not the right client. Uh, and then Monica walks in with Rachel's mail and she sees her mother sent her the country club newsletter so that she can see the engagements. And she sees that Mindy and Barry, Mindy, her ex-best friend and Barry, her ex-fiance, are getting married. Um, have any of your exes married any of your old friends? I don't think so. Not yet, at least. Um, but for the most part, I'm trying to think a lot of the people that I've dated, a lot of the men that I've dated haven't really been close friends with my friends until now, you know, like I bring Justin around you guys and then he hangs out with my friend Michelle when she's in town too. And and I feel like we're all pretty close, but I never had that before. So I never, I don't think I would ever have that opportunity for someone to be so close to someone that I'm dating that when we break up they're gonna get together or get married that'd be so weird but no has that happened to you I don't think so um I have a couple of exes on like Facebook but like high school people don't count um and they dated other people that like I knew in high school but I don't wouldn't necessarily classify them as like they were my friends so no I don't think so yeah Uh, I don't even think that's even happened with like family like, nobody dates my exes. Everybody thinks my exes suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they're exes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, that would be a reason. <laughs> but after this, we then cut to the girls' apartment where Ross and Rachel are eating dinner together with Marcel. And Rachel is so hung up on the fact that her ex-best friend is marrying her ex-fiance. I feel like I would be hung up on that as well. 
She tells Ross that she would be happy for them and that it would be different if she weren't single. Uh, Ross then tells her that what happened to her no-man rule. As she said, maybe she doesn't need to ward off guys, but actually needs to find the right guy. Because with Barry, they had chemistry, but no heat, so no passion. And with Paulo, all it was, it was heat, so they didn't have that more intimate connection. But she wants to have both. Uh, and bestie in the streets, what is she? <laughs> both bestie in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but do you believe that you can have both of those things? Someone who's your best friend, but also someone that you just are super, super passionate about? Yes. Because <laughs> she has um, it right now. Yes. I was going to say my husband, my ex, no. <laughs> <laughs> my husband, I love him. He is amazing. We talk about everything. It's so funny too, because he'll sometimes, sometimes he'll be sweet and he'll like, I'll be like, babe, how was work? And he'll be like, oh, you know, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes he'll be salty and I'll be like, babe, how was work? And he's like, same thing as yesterday. Like, it's not that busy. So, you know, whatever. And he doesn't like to talk about it. But for the most part, it's always, there's always something for us to talk about. He is the person that I go to when I have a chisme. So if you don't want my husband to know something and you know me, don't tell me because he is the person that I tell. He is my person. <laughs> like I tell him okay not all the cheese but I tell him a lot of the cheese and I tell him like stuff about me that I think is nerdy or too personal like I think there's some lines that you just don't cross in relationships because you don't want to lose that like hot and steamy and like sexy but I cross those lines because fuck that if you're my friend I can tell you things and I think I really feel like he is my best friend. So I tell him things that I probably shouldn't. Not bad things about myself. Just nerdy things that your best friend would know about you. So, yeah. You know, that. So, yes, I do believe you can have both. And yourself, Miss Laura? Yes, absolutely. I am also finally in a relationship where I can truly say that I am with my best friend. And we also have really good chemistry and passion and for a while, I didn't think that that existed. I thought, like Rachel, that you had to have one or the other. But it is really amazing because we were talking about um, the pandemic and how a lot of couples maybe struggled through the pandemic. And don't get me wrong, we, we obviously aren't, you know, roses and butterflies or whatever all the time. But I actually do feel that the things that we do go through bring us closer together like we do learn a lot from each other we are super silly together <laughs> very weird uh, together o and only with each other to the point where sometimes he'll do something super weird and I just look at him and I'm like man you're so weird and then he tells me and people would never believe you that I did that because they don't know me like you do <laughs> and and it's true and I think that it's super sweet that we have that because you know what Yes, I've been in relationships where I'm like super friendly with the guy and I've been in relationships where I have just chemistry, like sexual chemistry with the guy, but I never had it be both ways. And I've also had relationships where I had neither of those things and I'm not sure why <laughs> I was dating that person in the first place. Um, but yeah, in conclusion, yes, I, I definitely believe that you can have both. So if you're out there and you don't think that it can happen, yes, it can. Please don't settle. What you're looking for is out there and it does exist. Never settle. That's not good nope. for you. Or for the person who you're settling for, honestly. 
I mean, they might think it's fine, but don't, <laughs> don't do it to keep them happy. Okay, so Ross starts to tell Rachel that she can have both, and it looks like he might be trying to tell her he likes her, but just then, the rest of the gang walks in. They were at a movie, and Joey and Chandler agree the movie sucked, and Monica and Phoebe both said it was great. Joey then states that romance movies are okay as long as there's a little nudity. Uh, Ross then says he has to go and tells Marcel that he's going to spend the day with Rachel tomorrow. Um, Monica's a little upset, but Ross tells her she's not even going to be home. Have you ever had to do something at your own home for someone and your roommate or significant other got upset, but they weren't even going to be home? I want to say no, but I did have a weird thing happen to me with my last roommates. I don't even know if it was even a thing or not. So they were going out of town. It was around November, I know, because it's their anniversary in November. And it also just happens to be one of my good friend's birthdays in November. And it was 2019. It was pre-COVID. And I was thinking, wow, perfect, because we didn't know where we were going to have her birthday uh, celebration at. I wouldn't even call it a party because she hates crowds and she hates parties. So we literally just got together for dinner and like games. But they were going out of town it was a married couple and their kids got picked up by the grandma and then the married couple was going out of town for their anniversary and so I I told my friends oh like I'll I'll let them know that I'm having you guys over uh, for your birthday and so I told her what day and I was literally not doing anything rowdy but I don't the only reason why I think it might have been weird is because I I guess I didn't specify that it was going to be like a birthday celebration Mm -hmm. But one, I didn't feel like I needed to because it wasn't a party. There was there was one bottle of wine shared amongst five people. Lame. And <laughs> and what and the birthday girl doesn't drink. Like she hates oh. alcohol. So it wasn't even no one was gonna get rowdy is the point that I'm that I'm trying to make. But the yeah. weird the thing that I think made it weird is I wanted to clean the house and not that it was dirty or anything I just wanted to move certain things around so the di- dining room table was against the wall so I wanted to move it to the center so that it was usable you know and I wanted to move the kids baby chairs into the garage while my friends were there and then also move certain things that you know for some reason they fell or or, or something like I I, didn't, I wanted to move breakable things away also, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it when my things that I think are important are out in the universe for people that I don't know to touch. Yes. So, so I thought maybe, maybe they're like that too. Um, so, as soon as they left for their trip, because I think they left a little later than I thought they would, and I st- I needed to start setting up. Literally, all I needed to do was just move furniture around, uh, like the dining room table and the chairs, and then put up a birthday banner. So as soon as they left, I literally just saw the car drive away. And I didn't want to start doing this when they were there. Not because I was hiding, but because, I don't know, I just wanted to wait until they were gone. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as they left, I started doing things like moving shit around. And then not five minutes later, I see their car pull back back into the driveway. And it wasn't that I was doing anything wrong, but just the way that I reacted. I was like, oh my goodness, you're back. (laughs) <laughs> and it was because um, I think the husband had forgotten his sunglasses. I don't know if he had forgotten his sunglasses or the wife had forgotten hers, like my friend. But the husband is the one that got out of the car. And he was like, oh, hi, Laura. And I could tell that he could tell that I was doing things. Yeah. But he didn't ask me about it or anything. 
and we never talked about it. <laughs> I don't think it was a big deal, but I think it was kind of a big deal that I reacted like I got caught, like doing something wrong, even though, yeah, I lived there, you know, the, and I did ask them if I could bring people over and they said it was fine. So it's, I don't know. I just felt like a teenager, like getting caught after her parents went away, like throwing a party or something, <laughs> but they weren't upset. So it's not, it's not the same situation, but I just kind of felt like oh man should I have not have done <laughs> but have you ever uh, has that ever happened to you um yes so he didn't get upset necessarily but my husband way back when my little nephew was a baby baby he was a newborn I <clears throat> well not like newborn a couple months but I would babysit more often um just because I wanted him over all the time I Aww. had baby fever for a minute and I loved having him in the house because it scratched my itch. And I remember uh, one time he was like, oh, you're going to have him over again. I was like, you're going to be working. What does it matter? Because he worked nights, so he wasn't going to be home. Um, but I think his issue was that he didn't want the baby fever to stay. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, because he definitely didn't want more kids, which we ended up coming to an agreement to. And I definitely don't want more kids either. But at that point in time, at the beginning, it was like, no, we, but the baby, look, he's so cute. And he was like, yeah, he's cute, but uh, can you move him? But no thanks. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the only reason it would even bother him a little bit. And he never really, like, got upset, upset. But you could tell that he was like, again, you're going to babysit? And it's like, yeah, I'm going to babysit every day I want because I want this baby to love me and I want to be his favorite auntie. <laughs> so, um. But yeah, I think that was it. And I may have done that when I was living with my mom and she got upset, but I can't recall a specific moment. She'll probably be like, look, this is the time where you made me mad because you invited somebody over to the house. And I'm only saying that because she told me she listened to our show. So, oh, great. That was fun. <laughs> she listened to it? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, we'll need to talk about that later. Anyway. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, other than, other than remembering Victor getting like why is he coming over again um I don't think anybody's ever well I haven't had a lot of roommates and I don't think anybody's ever really gotten upset with me about anything like that yeah I mean me neither it, it was just a funny situation oh I'm so sorry uh, so we have guests today is that's going to be Marvin I think <laughs> yes it's Marvin and the best yes! <laughs> <laughs> My apologies, uh, people. My apologies. Get away from me. <laughs> All right. But then we then cut to a scene where the boys of the men are having, are at a pizza home, pizza home, a pizza joint. And they're all in this belief that Ross even wants something to happen with Rachel. And he tells them that she said he wanted a guy who was exactly like him. Joey questions that statement. And Ross said he added the exactly like me part. He also states that he is going to tell her tonight. It'll be perfect because she'll have babysat Marcel all day, which is basically his child. And his plan is to pick up some wine and to try to woo her. Chandler jokes that he can take her back to the 1890s when they used the word woo. Has anyone <laughs> ever used outdated lines on you? Thankfully, no. Um, not in my older years. <laughs> I was going to say olden, but then I was like, no, that's like way back. So no, not as an adult. I do remember in, I was in seventh grade and my boyfriend at the time looked at me and seriously was like, are you tired? And I was like, no, why? 
And he goes, because you've been running through my mind all day. Oh, my God. And I was like, aww. <laughs> that is But also, cute. how cheesy. <laughs> that is very cheesy. But I'm jealous. <laughs> that was the only time, though, that I can recall that anybody said anything to me like that. And you? I've had anybody a try to woo you? Couple, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I've had a couple instances where I guess, and you can tell me if they were outdated or not. So one was somebody followed me to my work. It sounds way creepier than it actually was um, because they didn't follow me for like a long stretch of the road or anything. It was literally like a block. But they followed me to my work and they were like, hey, you dropped something. And I was like, what? what? And he said, my phone number. And then I was like, no (laughs) no thanks (laughs) and then um and then funnily enough I told someone about that it was actually an uber driver I told an uber driver that story because it had just happened and so I was just thinking about it it was fresh in my mind so then he kind of used it too but he used it he told uber that I'd left something in his car and then uber sent me an email where they gave me the uber driver's phone number to get in contact with him to see what I left in his car and so I asked him hey so and so what did I leave in your car and he said my phone number and so he copied (laughs) the other dude um another one that I had is the classic you come here often but it was done like sarcastically like he was making fun of it too oh and then Oh, the, like, did it hurt when you fell from heaven? (laughs) Um, And then, oh, and then one last one is I had someone while I was right out of a job interview. I remember because I was just kind of waiting to cross the street uh, from the building that I had just gone to an interview. And I was wearing like a, I don't know, professional outfit and like heels or whatever. And some guy stopped the car and he rolled down his window and he was like, excuse me, ma'am, you can't just sit here. You're going to cause an accident. And then I was just thinking, aren't you going to cause an accident? Because you literally stopped in the middle of traffic to tell me that. But thanks. I know. (laughs) But nothing like woo. I mean, Justin actually has said things like that to me, but just joking, you know, like he's not actually trying. I mean, he already has me. (laughs) I already live here. Uh, but no, I, I do find pickup lines really cheesy, <laughs> sometimes annoying if they don't come from the person that I want them to come from, um, <laughs> but I find them interesting. Um, I was going to say that those are very much outdated lines. <laughs> oh, okay. Well then there you go. Yes. Not exactly 1890s, but definitely no, 90s, no. like 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> Which at this point is a million years ago. When I think about super side note, when I think about my kids, I'm like, oh my God, I was born in 1986 and my kids were born in 2006 and 2007. When they get old, they're going to be like, mom, oh my God, you were born like in the 1900s. (laughs) Jeez, mom. That thought always crosses my mind because I'm like, damn, my mom was born in 69. I was born in 86. That's a long time. But it's really not. (laughs) I was just super side note, but I was just thinking, I think it's because I saw a meme or a tweet something that said that, do you remember when we were kids and we used to think about the 60s? That's how kids now think about the 90s. And I was like, get the fuck out. (laughs) I 
hate that. I hate that because I remember thinking the 60s was so long ago. Because uh, it was. But it wasn't. Now it's even further. Like, <laughs> uh, Moving on. Um, in the next scene, Rachel is babysitting Marcel and they are watching soap operas. When she notices that Marcel is playing with one of Monica's shoes, she scolds him when she realizes that Marcel pooped in Monica's shoe. She gets up to clean the shoe and does so on the engagement announcement, Barry and Mindy's engagement announcement, and goes out into the hall to throw it out. But she leaves the door open and Marcel gets out. She hears a bang from the TV and rushes back inside. She starts to say something about the soap to Marcel when she notices that he got out. Have you ever lost someone's item that was important to them? I don't think so. I've, I guess I have misplaced, but for a short period of time, as in I, I didn't remember where I put it. I didn't actually like lose it, lose it. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't really think of anything that I've lost that was, that was somebody else's stuff of mine all the time. I lose, but <laughs> I've been lucky enough that I haven't lost someone else's something because i would feel terrible especially if it's a pet although because this is just pet related um and i did lose her for a little bit i will share the story of when i lost my current dog it's justin's dog so justin used to um ride bikes i was about to say every sunday but no that that's not true every other sunday (laughs) sometimes once a month on a sunday he had this um this club called the bbc club and it was the (laughs) bike oh my goodness bike burrito club burrito bike club burrito bike club that's what it was because they go ride bikes and then right after they have a burrito to celebrate the whatever however many miles they they rode on a bike and so this particular (laughs) sunday i wanted to join them and watch dizzy and take her to the beach because we went to ocean beach and so they were going to ride bikes from like the starting point was the dog beach and then they would come back to that same point once they were done with their loop and then i'd be hanging out with dizzy at the beach now i've had Mm -hmm. dogs before that as soon as you get them off their leash they run so i asked justin does she actually like playing in the beach in the water can she be trusted without the leash he said, yes, like I, I used to bring her all the time. Um, she should be fine. She really likes the beach. And I was like, awesome. Um, something to note is that I don't think at this point me and Justin have been dating for a year and we didn't live together. So I, I knew the dog. I hung out with her all the time. I mean, almost daily. But I wasn't, she didn't have that owner relationship with me. Mm-hmm. So... The boys leave, the men leave on their bikes. Me and Dizzy watch them take off. And then I go to the opposite direction to towards the beach. And um, she, she seems fine. She's like, whatever. As soon as we get to the sand, I take her leash off. And then I see her look in the direction where Justin and his friends, our friends, left. Oh, no. And then she looks at me and then I, the realization comes to me because she's, this dog's not looking at the ocean. She's looking at where Justin left. And then as soon as I realized what was going to happen, she starts bolting. Like oh. she ran so fast. Like this hoe doesn't even run this fast anymore. <laughs> and she ran so fast. And then I was, it was an ocean beach. So I don't know if you've ever been there recently, but it's kind of, it's not flat and it's sand. So it, it was uphill for me to get out of the beach part in sand with oh sandals. 
And so I start freaking out. People around me start freaking out because obviously they see that this dog just bolted. And I finally start running. But at this point, the dog has been running for a few minutes by the time that I get to the parking lot. And so I'm just kind of running and running, seeing if I see a dog. And then finally, I, I see her. And it's because she ran up to this dude to get pets from this dude. And he had the <laughs> decency to hold her because he had seen her running. So he knew that she was probably running from someone. And so he's like, is this your dog? And I was like, oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I was just felt so relieved because that's obviously it's Justin's favorite creature in the world. Like even above me, I'm sure like that is his, his <laughs> ultimate best friend. And so I was Aww. like, oh, my gosh, like, he would have been so sad. And obviously, me too, if something had happened to the dog. But my dumbass. So I went back to the beach with her because I still wanted her to have fun. She was leashed. And it had been about 20 minutes, I want to say, since she had run away. And then I decided she's been a good dog. I'm going to let her off the leash again. She did the exact same shit. <laughs> and I felt so stupid. And then I was like, there's no way I'm going to be this lucky the next time. So I'm running, but feeling defeated. Also, I hate fucking running. Fuck running. <laughs> and and I go up to the parking lot again. I'm running. And then I just realized that the dog had stopped in front of our car. So she recognized our car, which was parked by the beach, like right by the sand. Mm -hmm. And she just, she just stayed there. She was literally just chilling there. And I got there and I could tell she was also tired from running. <laughs> So I just put her on the leash again and then I walked her. Um, I was so embarrassed to go to the beach again because there were people that had seen me do this twice. So <laughs> I, I just walked her around Ocean Beach while they were done and she had no shame. And yeah, I almost lost her, but I, I, I was lucky. I, I don't even know what would have happened. Oh my goodness. But that's the only time that I can think of that I, yeah, I just lost something, but very briefly. That wasn't mine and it was very important to the other person. How about you? So, yes, but it, I mean, obviously when you lose something, it's never on purpose. Right. It was a million years ago at this point, And it was my, um, my ex-boyfriend, his mom gave him and his brothers a gold chain with a cross for their 15th birthday. So all of the men in his family have this chain. There are three other brothers, including him and then a sister. And he never took it off. Ever. And if he did, he would put it somewhere safe and put it back on. Well, this was um, my sister's quinceanera, and we were already running late. That guy made me run late all the time. And he knew how important this day was. So we left the house late, got to Babel Park. Um, no, went to the church, went back home because he forgot his chain in the shower. He went inside, grabbed the chain, came back out, and we left. He handed me the chain. And I was like, hey, just put it on. And he was like, no, 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 because it's going to be like, I have to fix the, the color of the shirt and this and that. And so he didn't want to just put it on, to which I still to this day do not understand why the fuck you wouldn't put it on and fix it later because he was driving. Not that serious. Right? Right. Whatever. So um, we get to Bubble Park. My sister wants me there for pictures. We get there. I get out of the car. He's handling the kids. He's parking the car, whatever. The chain had been on my lap. Cause he just tossed it at me. Like he was like, here, hold this. And so I was like, okay. So I put it on my lap. Fucking when we got there, I bolted out of the car. Oh, so no. I got out the car, fucking ran to go find my sister and the photographers and whatever did everything that I needed to do with my sister at the end of everything. When we went back to the car, he was like, where's my chain? And I was like, what? 
And he goes, where's my chain? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, what do you mean? I gave it to you. And I was like, dude, I fucking told you to put it on. Don't blame me for losing your fucking chain. He was the most depressed person I have ever seen in my entire life. He like was almost in tears because my mom bought me that chain. I can't believe you would just lose it so carelessly. And I was so pissed because I was like, dude, I fucking told you to put it on. I'm not the only one at fault here. You are. Like, I'll take blame, yeah, because I was a little, like, I was obviously careless because I just put it on my lap. But also, I told you to put it on. So, like, you could have just put it on and fixed it when we got to where we were going. It was unnecessary for you to tell me no and hand me your chain. I'm not responsible for your chain. You are. And you had it. You're the one that grabbed it out of the bathroom. You should have just put it on and fixed it in the bathroom if it was that important. It, to this day, has not stopped being a topic of conversation with that man oh my god my child is 15 years old this was my sister's 22 so seven years ago and he has not let it go when he can and gets an an opportunity and there's something that we're talking about that is in regards to jewelry he will always bring it up and it's like dude i'm sorry and i tried replacing it like i tried buying him a new one but it just didn't work out that way for him so According to him, I still owe him a chain. Oh, my goodness. And then my son turned 15 this year. And he looked at me and he goes, I'm going to buy his sister a chain for his birthday. And I Don't looked at him and said, it. okay, that is going to be his responsibility. If he loses that chain, I do not want to hear about it. That is not me. He better never hand it to me. You better fucking hold on to it with your dear life, Jesus. And he was like, uh, okay. <laughs> But I had to make sure to tell his dad, like, dude, if you buy him this chain, I'm not responsible. She and Rice. So, yeah. But that's the only thing that I can think of. There's probably other stuff. Yeah. I I mean, I'm thinking there's probably other things that I also lost, too. But, yeah, I I can't think of any actual instances where that happened. But um, I agree with you that that was also his responsibility, especially if it's something so important to him. He should have been more aware of it right when you guys were leaving the car. Like, where's my chain? Or put it on. Because I mm-hmm. I have jewelry like that. That's important to me. But I don't even wear it because it's so important <laughs> to me and I know myself. Oh, man. Anyway, in the next scene, uh, Rachel. Wait, no, that's, that's not the right one. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. As the show goes on, we find that Joey Chandler and Monica are all home now with Rachel, and she's explaining to them that Marcel got out. She mentions that Marcel pooped in Monica's, uh, Monica's shoe, and she questions which one. Rachel then answers, the left one. Monica stresses to Rachel, no, which ones? Like, what pair of shoes? And she tells her, oh, it's the clunky shoe that Monica thinks goes with everything. Just then, Phoebe walks in, the, in the senses, and senses the energy in the room that is so negative. They fill her in and Monica complains about the pooped shoe, which prompts Phoebe to ask Monica, which one? And Monica answers the cute ones I wear all the time. Phoebe says, no, which one? Because the left one is lucky. (laughs) Have you ever worn something that was your favorite thing or that you liked a lot, but someone else told you it looks bad on you? (laughs) So I don't think anybody's ever told me I look bad. There are things that I have worn that I'm like, oh my god, look at me, I'm super cute. And then I look at pictures and I'm like, what in the hell was I thinking? And how come nobody said anything? How dare you guys let me leave the house like this? I've legit told my kids, like, 
you let mommy walk out of the house looking like this? And they're like, what? And I'm like, what do you mean what? It looks terrible. And they're like, no, mommy looks fine. And I'm Aww. like, no, mommy looks like a fat cow. But, um, but I don't think anybody's ever flat out been like, girl, what are you wearing? You need to get it off. <laughs> I might punch somebody for mm-hmm. saying something like that to me. And you, what's your favorite item? <laughs> oh, my God. So I was actually just telling this story to Chris the other day. <laughs> um, so kind of, it wasn't like my favorite thing in the world. But yeah, I was sad. <laughs> I <laughs> was going to an event out of state with, my, with one of my exes. And it, I had bought a dress that I really liked for the occasion. And I was really proud of the the attire that I had found, I thought it looked really classy. Um, I even really liked the shoes that I was wearing because I was kind of going for like a vintagey type vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just in that time in your relationship where the time has run out, and and everything that you do is annoying to the other person because they they won out, but no one is brave enough to say anything yet, or you're still in that in that delusional bubble where you think things are going to work out. That's where we were at. But lo and behold, we decided to go to this event together because it was one of those things that we had already planned months in advance. (laughs) You know, we already RSVP'd. So we decided to just go for it. We were already not on good terms because uh, he blamed me for something that was his fault before our flight. But I won't even get into that one. So I was super excited <laughs> to get ready for this event. I did. I started taking tons of selfies. I thought I looked A+. plus. Like, I even made a joke about him, or not about him, to him before I got ready. I told mm-hmm. him, like, you're going to want to marry me after this. You're going to want to propose. Like, I was just being delusional, you know? <laughs> so I got ready, and then after I got out, and then after I got out of the bathroom, and I just was like, ta-da, you know, you do that girl thing where you're like, look, I'm ready now. Like, I- yeah. admire me, tell me I'm beautiful. Um, and he looked at me, and he's like, that's what you're wearing? <laughs> oh, my fucking God. My heart dropped. I didn't say anything, but I wanted to be like, what do you mean, is this what I'm wearing? First of all, I look fucking gorgeous. Second of all, we're out of state. Uh, We're only here for a weekend. So I only brought three outfits. What else would I be wearing? What other black tie attire (laughs) do you think that I have in my luggage? Yes. Oh, this is what I'm wearing. (laughs) But it was so sad. And then when we got to the party, to the event, everyone was telling me, oh, my God, you look beautiful. Are you so-and-so's girlfriend? Oh, he's so lucky. And I was thinking, Jesus fucking Christ. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. You're welcome. (laughs) But I felt so sad. There's been other instances, too, where I do feel like I'm wearing something really cute. And then when I go out, Mm -hmm. people will actually tell me, and it's been my family, that they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, that dress looks kind of, makes you look kind of chubby. Or, you know, stuff like that. My family will deadass tell me if if I'm looking a certain type of way that they don't. I think they're supposed to do that. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. I, I've heard this before. If, if a person cannot change something about their appearance in a matter of minutes, then it's probably something that you shouldn't mention, especially if you're already out. So like if you're commenting on someone's weight, like, or, or that makes you look fat and you already can't change, like, I don't think that you should tell someone because what are they going to do? They can't change anymore. 
Well, now you just made me feel bad because I'm pretty sure I've done that. You have? <laughs> Two people? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's just my personal belief because when people tell me that, I it just makes me feel sad because then I'm like, well, I can't do anything about it now. Like, And there's been instances where I notice, like, when I'm already out that I look bad. And if I'm available, mm-hmm. if I can, I will go to like a, like literally I've run to a Target or a Forever 21 if there's one around. But, yeah. but if I'm in a situation or someone else is in a situation where I know that they can't change what's making them look bad, I don't tell them in the moment. Maybe later I'll be like, hey, maybe <laughs> you should have worn something else, but, but not in the moment. Because at least for me, if I heard something like that, it would stress me the fuck out. And be like, oh, yeah. man, I look bad and I can't even do anything about it, you know? <laughs> but yes. I was, I was remembering while you were talking at my cousin's quinceanera. We're only months apart. But at her quinceanera, I had asked her, like, hey, can I invite this one guy? And she was like, yeah, invite him. So I was like, okay. So I gave him an invitation. And one of the chambelanes, she had no damas, but I went to all of her quinceanera practices. Mm-hmm. And one of the chambelanes, um, we would, like, chit-chat. And so I was like, oh, my God, I bought the sexiest, like, little dress, this and that. And it was like a tube top, not not a tube top. It was a corset. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was strapless. And then the back was completely open aside from the um, laces. Mm-hmm. And then it was a skirt. It was a long skirt, like a to-the-floor skirt. But I thought it was super sexy because I was 14 at the time. Yes. <laughs> so, like, to me, having a bare back. And like a freaking corset, you know, strapless situation was sexy. And so I was like, oh, my God, my sexy dress, blah, 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 blah. So on the day of the quinceanera, so I told this to a chamelan. On the day of the quinceanera, we're like dancing and stuff. And he goes, ¿Y tu sexy vestido? Aww. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I mean, it's cute, but it's not sexy. Yo me imaginaba uno así cortito. And I was like. I don't wear short things because I don't show off my legs. So thank you. And so it was like a whole thing where he made me feel so awkward because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to look so hot. <laughs> he was like, uh, so not. And I was like, oh, I hate it when that fine. happens. <laughs> I know. But I was I, and the guy didn't even comment on my fucking outfit. He didn't. <laughs> no. Rude as fuck. But uh, anyways. <laughs> Guys suck. Sometimes. Um, <laughs> So the gang starts uh, starts to discuss how they're going to find Marcel. Rachel stresses that Ross will be home soon. They all split up and Rachel stays behind to await her doom. When Ross finds out that Marcel is missing, we see that... Oh, wait, to await her doom when Ross finds out that Marcel is missing. Wow, I should not put those three little dots. (laughs) (laughs) We see that Monica... We see Monica knocks at Mr. Heckles and they have a weird encounter. And then we cut back to the apartment when, uh, where Ross arrives while Rachel's on the phone with someone giving info about Marcel. He starts to try to tell her that he's into her when she stops him to tell him that she lost Marcel. He quickly gets upset and the camera backs up out of the shot of the apartment and they, you can see Marcel chilling on the balcony just like eating something. And you can hear a muffled argument happening in the background between Ross and Rachel. Have you ever lost something that was right in your face, but you couldn't see it? A couple of times, actually. Um, So the first one that I can think of, and it's actually one of my core memories for some reason. (laughs) I was little, and I don't remember which family member had given me this, but they gave me, like, a tiny diamond ring. Um, 
and I don't I don't even remember the circumstances behind that, but it was during a party that was held at my house, at my place. Um, my parents threw it, and we were partying it up, and I took it off, I think, to wash my hands. And I don't remember how old I was. I want to say I was like six or seven, but I don't actually exactly remember. Mm-hmm. And they gave me the ring. I took it off to wash my hands in the kitchen sink. And then at like two in the morning, when my parents had finally gone to bed and, and my aunt and uncle had finally gone to bed, my sister, I think, had kept her room. But I had slept in the couch, um, on the couch in the living room. And I woke up and I looked at my hand and I realized I didn't have my ring that the family member that came over gave me. So I was like, oh, no. And I was looking forever. It was like a two, three in the morning when I was looking for this ring. <laughs> and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to get in so much trouble because obviously they're going to ask me why I'm not wearing it. You know, I was like so worried. And then at like six in the morning, I woke up and the sun, it was almost like a movie. The sun was coming in through my window, which was behind me. And it, sh- like, shined on the kitchen bar. Like, we had, like, a, a little bar mm-hmm. where we could sit in stools and stuff. And then I saw something hella shining. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? And it was when I already needed glasses. So I didn't really see clarity. All I saw was, like, shine, 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 twinkle, twinkle. And so I got up, mm-hmm. and it was the ring. And I just remember thinking, I already looked for this here, in the same exact spot. I don't know what the fuck. and so I found it and no one ever knew that I lost it and then the other thing that happened to me was actually pretty recent so I bought a um oh my goodness a ring light that also holds your phone it's Mm -hmm. like one of those long ones and I I bought it I think for the purpose of when we were first playing D&D with our cameras on uh, and Justin sometimes needed the ring light to show like the miniatures or whatever We don't use Mm -hmm. it for that anymore. It's just kind of sitting there. But back then we did use it for that. And I remember that I I didn't, I knew that I put my phone somewhere, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was getting really annoyed because I I was like, I was just playing with this. I was about to go take a selfie and I can't find it. I had Justin, (laughs) I I had Justin looking for it everywhere and he couldn't find it. And it wasn't until I told him, fine call me I never ask people to call me when I lose my phone because I have anxiety so my phone is Uh always on silent so I like phone ringtones when it comes to my phone give me anxiety so so I never you will never hear my phone ringing unless I'm expecting a call from someone that's important that's just it's a weird thing that I have but anyway that's why also I check my phone a lot I like I digress (laughs) So I was, I was like, fine, call me because maybe I'll see the screen, you know, turn bright. But it was the daytime, so I didn't have really high hopes for that. So I have him call it. I'm in my room and I can't see it. I go out into the living room and I'm like, okay, call it again. See if I can spot something out of the corner of my eye. Lo and behold, I do catch it out of the corner of my eye. It was on the ring light. It was on the phone stand of the ring light. Because, hello, I had just told Justin I was going to take a fucking selfie and I just left it on there but because the phone had a black case and the thing itself is black. It just kind of camouflaged as part of the ring light, if that makes sense. That is hilarious. So neither of us could find the fucking phone. And yeah, it was (laughs) right in front of our fucking faces. Both of us. (laughs) But please tell me similar things have happened to you so I feel less worse. Oh, it always happens to me. I am the worst person uh, when it comes to misplacing things. Victor is always finding my stuff. Um, I have put my wedding ring down 
and I will like I don't do it on purpose but like I'll wash dishes and I'll leave it on the on the ring dish and I'll come back for it like I don't know an hour later a day later whatever but I put on my ring but there have been a few times where I will place my ring there and then Victor takes it and moves it so that's not my fault (laughs) but I do lose my phone all the time it will be literally in my face (laughs) and I will be like oh my god where's my phone it like the screen's obviously dark but the phone case is white and pink my desk is white and pink, so it blends very oh, well yeah. if it's face down. And then also, like, I've placed it on, we have a gold-colored um, living room table, and I'll place it on there, but because there's, like, a white tray on the table, it blends with the white tray, so I lose it on there. I have lost it on my pillow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I will place it on my pillow in my room, and I'm like, where's my phone? I can't find it. Have you seen my phone? And he's like, no. And then I'm like, can you call me? And then, like, it's buzzing. I'm (laughs) like, oh, here it is. (laughs) I got it. Just kidding. But I do that often, and he makes fun of me all the time. I don't know how I am the worst at, like, knowing where things go. If it's on my desk, like aside from my phone, because it always leaves my desk, if it belongs on my desk, I can tell you exactly where it's at. But if it doesn't belong on my desk, like my phone does not belong on my desk, I can never find it. Yeah, because it doesn't go there. Exactly. I always misplace my phone. That's the one thing that I always lose that is always right in front of my face. I have actually been on the phone. And looking for your phone. Oh my God, where the fuck is my phone? And then they're like, you're talking on it. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm trying to leave the house. Like, it's those moments where you're, like, stressed out and short for time and, like, you're trying to rush out of the house, but somebody had, like, somebody happened to call you right then, and so you're trying to answer their questions and get out the house and find your keys and your, your purse wallet, and your kids. Yeah, and, and your phone. Jesus. And your mask. Yeah, and everything, and I'm like, where's my phone? God damn it. And carrying on this conversation, like, the whole time, wondering where the fuck your phone is. And then they shout at me, like, uh, you're on the phone. And I'm like, fuck, I just made myself, like, five minutes late trying to find my stupid phone. Yep, that's definitely happened to me, too. Oh, I hate that. Sorry, I got really... That stressed me out a little. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> All right, let's try to de-stress. Let's see. In okay, the next I'm scene, ready. <laughs> we get back inside <laughs> the apartment, and Ross is very upset with Rachel and kind of starts to talk down to her about how maybe he should have started her off with a pencil instead of a monkey, which was super rude. Just then, animal control, writes, uh, animal control rings the buzzer and Ross gets more upset because it's illegal to have that type of monkey in the city and they will take Marcel away. Rachel explains how she didn't know that and when the actual animal control lady walks in, they try to play it off that there's no monkey, that it was a cat. Just then Phoebe and Monica walk in talking about Marcel and the animal control lady questions the name and Ross tries to play it off that Marcel is Ross's uncle's name. Phoebe goes to play by asking, oh, is that who you named the monkey after? (laughs) Have you ever been caught in a lie like that? Yes. (laughs) All the time. All the time by the one person that I... You're trying to hide it from? Finding out that I'm lying is my kid's dad. He will ask me something about my child and my child will not give me a heads up. So his dad is like military status strict. This guy sucks. He doesn't, but he does. So my kid has like limited things that he can do at his dad's house and a lot, a little more freedom here as far as like video games and how long and, you know, whatever. And it's funny because sometimes I think, oh, my God, I'm a bad parent. Like he plays video games all day sometimes. And then I think, well, he's not playing alone. All his little friends are on there with him. So their parents suck, too. (laughs) I'm not the only one. Obviously, there's Um, more of us. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And so um, he'll ask me something and it'll be like, oh, did uh, Jesus shower today? And I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then Jesus will be like, nah, or, you know, he'll sniff his hair because he's like that. And he'll be like, no, he didn't. And I'm like, ah, dude, he'll shower when he gets to your house or, you know, whatever. But it's always been like that. Like, I can't tell this guy anything because my kid will always snitch on me or like my kid will tell him something and I'll be like, no, this is what happened. And then my kid's like, Ugh, like I got him caught up in a lie. And I'm like, well, you need to communicate, yo, because I'm not a mind reader. So if you want to be with me on the same page against your dad, like you need to tell me ahead of time. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think so. I don't think I, I usually try not to lie. <laughs> yeah. Usually. That's a good policy. <laughs> what have you gotten caught up with <laughs> the most embarrassing lie lies i ever got caught in were there was this one guy that i liked and that i was like 90 percent sure that he liked me i want to say sophomore year of high school i don't remember i had just broken up with my first boyfriend ever and then i i saw this guy and i was like oh he kind of cute i don't <laughs> think he'll ever hear this honestly <laughs> I was going to say his name is Chris. So many Chris's, man. That must have been a really popular name like circa 30 years ago. But anyway, <laughs> um, this guy, Chris, I, I liked him. He was really, really shy. And um, I liked him too, but I was also really, really shy. And so I kind of made up in my head that he liked me. And I remember thinking it would be really cute if like Chris tripped in front of me. And then he told me, oh, I'm sorry. I'm falling for you. <laughs> so... Of course, because I have psychological issues and more so when I was a teenager and my life was not interesting enough. I went and told my two friends, oh, do you know Chris so-and-so? Yeah, he's in our PE class and we were running the mile or whatever I told them. And he like tripped in front of me and then he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm falling for you. And I told my two <laughs> best friends that and I thought that that would be it because I don't know. I didn't think I'd get caught and I didn't think anyone would get hurt from this. But it turns out that one of my best friends was really close friends with his best friend. So he was like, oh, oh my God, I heard Chris said that to Laura. And the friend was like, did he? No, he didn't. So then he asked Chris and Chris said, no way. And I didn't know that all of this was culminating. I was just I was just living <laughs> my life until I realized that Chris wasn't even looking at me, A. And B, my two best friends were avoiding me. And when I and oh. I would when I would find them like walking around, they would literally not say more than two things to me. We all kind of hung out with like a bigger group, but they were my two best friends. And so mm -hmm. in the morning we'd all get together um, by this hill and say good morning, whatever. And then we just go to our classes when the when the bell rang. But at this time, they weren't even they were not looking at me like I would be like, good morning, Lydia. Good morning, Tati. And then they weren't they were just be like, oh, hi. And then they go off by themselves and go. Psh, psh, psh. And I was like, what's Rude. going on? And then it's because they found out that I had lied about it. But what I think is kind of fucked is they never like confronted me about it like I found out years later or not years later but I found out like later later that that's why they weren't talking mm -hmm. to me and I would have just told them yeah you know what that was a really stupid lie <laughs> like I'm sorry my life is sad and I just wanted to make up that a boy liked me and and said those things to me but the other <laughs> lie which was also around the same fucking time is I the ex-boyfriend that I had just broken up with I, mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to get back together with him. And in my sophomore year of high school mind, 
one of the ways that I could get him back was to make him jealous. And so I, it was when I had first gotten a cell phone. So I had a, a, a like an alarm clock and it was, mm-hmm. it was a song. It was a Shakira song. Um, I think it was even <laughs> La Tortura, if I, if I remember correctly. That was my ringtone. It was my, and it was my alarm to wake up. Mm-hmm. So I had, I had set up an alarm for like, I want to say like 12 or something. Mm-hmm. but it was meant to be for 12 a.m. for midnight because the previous night oh. I was working on a project and I wanted to not stay up longer than midnight. So my alarm was to tell me, you need to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I, I set it up. It never rang, so I thought that was really weird. But the next day at school, I was like, oh, I know how I'm going to make Jared jealous. I'm going to pretend that I'm talking to another guy on the phone. Like, I'm going to have a conversation flirting with someone else on the phone. <laughs> and so it was lunchtime, and it was just me and him for a while because everyone else was getting their food. Mm-hmm. And so I look at my phone. It's not even ringing, but I look at it, and I'm like, Oh, it's, uh, oh, sorry, this boy called me. And so I, I go off <laughs> a little bit to the side and I'm like flirting with myself. <laughs> As, As we, we do. do this, you know, 13 year old flirting with herself or 14, however, how old, however old I was. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> and then fucking like La Tortura starts playing. <laughs> and then he's like, were you even on the phone? And I was like, no. And then I just ran off. <laughs> So those those are my two most embarrassing lies I've been caught on caught in. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was a very very cringy teenager. I tried not to communicate with anybody when I was in high school. You know what? I had a very small group of friends. Maybe that would have been a better choice for me. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Um, the animal control lady starts to give Ross her spiel about how having a monkey is illegal and that he could do up to two years in prison and they will confiscate the animal. Phoebe then says, oh my God, you would do that to that poor little creature (laughs) or you would put that poor little creature in jail. Uh, right then Monica basically tells Phoebe to think before she speaks and Phoebe states that there isn't always time. (laughs) Monica tries to sweet talk the animal control lady and gives her her name. And we find out that her name is, we find out that the animal control lady's name is Louisa. And she actually went to high school with Monica and Rachel. Uh, the girls pretend to know who she is, but admit they have no idea. Um, and Louisa is bitter that the girls ignored her all throughout high school. Monica apologizes and Louisa makes a comment about how Monica was fat. So it wasn't her fault, <laughs> but that Rachel was such a bitch. And then she walks out and states that if she finds the monkey, it's hers. Um, do you usually think before you speak or do you blurt things out like Phoebe? <sighs> oh, Jasmine. Um, so <laughs> I have ADHD and bipolar disorder. So that. So the answer is so no. The answer is I do not think before I speak. <laughs> Naturally, I do not. However, as I've learned of my shortcomings and learned that, you know what, people, people don't like that sometimes. And obviously. Mm-hmm. Words you cannot take back. Once they're out there, people heard them. But I have said some really inappropriate things and maybe a little bit of a trigger warning here for um, suicide. But one of the most inappropriate things I've ever asked ever in my life is we were in a car. We were talking about a family member that had committed suicide. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know why... It was just one of those moments where my mouth ran faster than my mind. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's so sad. How? (laughs) And 
<laughs> most people that have known me for a really long time, I think have gotten used to the fact that I do say and ask inappropriate things a lot of the time, or just things that are weird that normal people wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the car was full of people that knew me very well, except for my cousin's um, who was it was his girlfriend at the time but they're now married and she looked at me and she said wow that is such a morbid thing to ask and I knew it like when she before yeah. she even said it it is just for some reason I just asked I I didn't even think about it and yeah. another one was and this was so stupid this was when I was also in a podcast for a different tv show was that different group of people and we were recording <laughs> so this is recorded somewhere (laughs) and (laughs) one of my friends had just lost his grandma oh I want to say like a month before and the the episode talked about pallbearers like about the people Mm -hmm. that like carry the coffins or whatever and I asked him specifically if he'd ever done that not remembering that oh he had just done that for his grandmother and so he did he said yeah yeah, I just did it. I just did it for my grandma. <laughs> and I felt so terrible. And there's many other times where I've said things like that, where in the moment, my mind does not register that that's this is not an appropriate thing to ask, appropriate thing to say or ask. Um, yeah, there's this one time too, where I had lost a bunch of weight um, because I was sick. But I was kind of in that middle point where I didn't look sickly yet. I just looked like a thin person. Yeah. And I was changing in front of my sister because she's my sister. And she was like hey you look good like this you shouldn't gain any more weight you know after you feel better like you should try to maintain Mm -hmm. this weight and I was like oh cool like I didn't I didn't think anything of it but later when we were all we were I think there were like two cousins there and me and my sister I told them oh my sister saw me naked downstairs and she thinks and she liked it she thinks I'm hot (laughs) like who the fuck says that And and I have so many of these. Like, I could go on for fucking ever about things that I've said that were just not the most sensitive things or just plain weird. Like, who would say something like that? And luckily, most of the time, it's been around people that I'm comfortable with and people that already know me. And back then, they just knew that I was kind of weird. And now they know, hey, okay, she's actually diagnosed with something. And I cannot treat my ADHD yet because I'm treating my bipolar. And shocker, like the some of the drugs, like they don't they don't go well together. So we decided mm-hmm. to treat my bipolar. So I'm still very much on treat ADHD right now. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a trip. So if anyone ever listening has ever heard me say something incredibly inappropriate, I am so fucking sorry. Like you have no idea if it hurts you. Trust me that I live with that, and I remember that. And I and I focus on those moments when I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so sorry never on purpose y'all <laughs> but I do I do I'm working on that I I've actually gotten better because yeah I used to just blurt out just random shit and inappropriate things and things that made other people sad but <laughs> we'll see we'll see how good I can manage it right now I think I'm pretty good but also I haven't even seen that much that many people so maybe that's that's what it is I just haven't seen anybody <laughs> But how about you? <laughs> Do you usually think before you speak? I really try to. I know that there have been cases where I did not. Um, one moment that I can remember specifically is we were at a football game. And it was me, my husband, two of my cousins, their significant others, my cousin's kid, and my best friend. 
and we were all hanging out and it was a good time and we were at the game and you know whatever and my cousin had gotten up because her mom had tried calling her and I think she called my phone I don't remember exactly but she was trying to get a hold of my cousin like desperately and so my cousin uh, came back with news that her brother's girlfriend ex-girlfriend at this point um, her brother's ex-girlfriend died and she was crying and went as she was telling me like oh my god you know so and so died and I looked at her and I was like why are you crying you didn't even like her but it just like I said it without thinking and I didn't mean to be so rude and then she like told me like I did like her I just you know we had our differences and whatever whatever and so Mm -hmm. my cousin you know said whatever she said about her so when she was crying that I was like you didn't like her I immediately was like oh (laughs) like I knew what I said wasn't right but at that point like I couldn't take it back and so when she said like yes I do I just kind of let her speak and I was like oh okay you know and I didn't press any further than that but that is like the one thing that I can think of that was like oh my god I should not have said that um also, there have been plenty of uh, brunch days where I have overspoken about <laughs> oh, yeah. personal situations between my fiance and I um, that I shouldn't say, but I do because I like to talk about stuff and I have no filter or boundaries or anything. And I ask questions, I ask inappropriate questions and I speak about inappropriate topics. And that just is who I am. And if you, any, any of you that know me feel like I need to apologize, fine. I'm sorry, but I kind of don't mean it. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. <laughs> I have gone to said brunches. And I will, I, what I will say about these is that we all kind of get into that mode where we, we all participate in the inappropriateness. But I, at that point, I don't even think that it's so inappropriate. Because for the most part, every time that I've gone to brunch with you, we've been in a group that I'm almost 100% comfortable in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I do hope that we've never made other people feel uncomfortable. But to me, it's like, we're, estamos en confianza, you know, like, we are not, yeah. we're not ashamed of the things that we're talking about. And yeah, as far as me and Justin, you should never be scared to be inappropriate with us because we are inappropriate <laughs> all the time. And even even Chris, I don't know if we're ever going to hang out all together again, but he is so open and doesn't get weirded out by things like that, so, which is why oh, okay. I, I appreciate him. Like me and him actually have extended conversations about stuff like that uh, with <laughs> Justin in the same room while he's working on something else. <laughs> so <laughs> we're all family here. We're all a bunch of weirdos, a uh, bunch of inappropriate people <laughs> so you know don't invite like your mom or something sorry senora um but you know <laughs> anybody else i think we're fine <laughs> like any any friends <laughs> any peers yeah and if you ever meet the rest of my family they are very much like me and have no filter and will just blurt out stuff so i mean don't ever ever take it personal because that is just who we are <laughs> i promise and then i promise that i'll try not to ask inappropriate things that are weird not just because they're naughty (laughs) if the topic is on the table feel free (laughs) good to know (laughs) okay after all this we then cut to the boys knocking on doors looking for marcel and they come across a hot chick they ask her if she's seen the monkey and the girl says no Then her roommate, who is also a really hot chick, walks to the door. They ask the boys if they know how to fix a radiator. Joey says he does and asks if they turn the knob on and off. 
The girl responds with a yes, and Joey backs down and says, oh, never mind. He doesn't know how to fix it. Chandler tries to hit on the girls, but Joey tells them they're busy looking for the monkey. Joey then asks for a picture of them, and they shut the door on the guys. Chandler then tells Joey that he is no longer allowed to speak to other people. And the, <laughs> ir- they irritatingly walk off to continue their search for Marcel. First question, uh, can you fix a radiator? <laughs> no yeah me neither so glad we got that out of the way and has anyone ever told you that you're not allowed to speak to other people because of something (laughs) silly that you said or inappropriate or whatever i can't remember of a specific moment but i am positive that somebody somewhere has told me you need to shut the fuck up (laughs) yeah and you ma'am yes so I, I had an ex that was charmed, I guess, in the beginning by how quirky and weird he found me. But as the relationship, you know, progressed, he kind of started getting annoyed by how excited I used to get about some things. Mm. And yeah, there were some times where I would just be looking at the sky like a sunset and I'd be like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Are you looking at that? Are you looking? Isn't that great? Oh my gosh. And he would always just tell me, oh, my God, tone it down. Yes, it's a sunset, whatever, like, chill. Um, Yeah. He never told me I wasn't, like, allowed to speak to other people. But I could tell that certain things that I did were embarrassing to him. So, yeah, he would just tell me to just be quiet. And then I think also um, I had an aunt once that told me, uh, Mija, usted nada más dice cada cosa mejor quédese calladita. Like basically <laughs> saying, my goodness, you say like the randomest shit. So just be quiet. Like it was one of those like calladita te ves más bonita yeah. moments. And yeah, but never like, oh, you're not allowed to talk to other people. But close, close. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. <laughs> in the next scene, the girls are in the basement of the complex looking for Marcel. They spot him, and when they do, Louisa is actually standing right behind them. She pulls out a tranquilizer and aims for the monkey. Phoebe, in a dramatic action movie fashion, dives in front of the bullet, uh, quote-unquote bullet, and gets hit, allowing Marcel to escape. Marcel gets found by a mystery person within the complex. It then cuts to Ross and Rachel screaming for Marcel in the street. Ross kicks a pole out of frustration and complains about it. And, you know, the fact that this monkey is missing... And Rachel then state that she, states that she has apologized a dozen times and asks if he wants her to break her foot too. Then she kicks the pole. And now they are both injured. <laughs> have you ever done something to even things out with someone else? Sort of. Um, so I had a friend and we were in choir together. And she was really, really looking forward to being in the choir concert. <laughs> and this was af- after my me not being able to sing on stage and my voice cracking the whole time like because of nerves Mm -hmm. it was after that and so it was a big deal to me because I was going to be on the stage again and her name was also Laura and we've been friends for a very short period of time (laughs) and it wasn't like I was going to be like even so they were selecting who was going to have solos and duets and they had chosen me and Laura to have a duet together And Laura was super excited. And then I think her grandmother died. If it wasn't her grandmother, it was somebody else in her family passed away. Mm -hmm. 
And Mm -hmm. the memorial service just happened to be the same day as our choir concert. And it wasn't at the same time, but it just wasn't going to work out. And it also probably didn't feel appropriate to her family for her to be in a concert the same day as the memorial service. So she told the teacher that she couldn't be in it. And she was so upset, like almost mad at life because she had also overcome like an insecurity about not being able to sing in front of people. And she was finally getting over it. And then she couldn't. And so then I just had the responsibility after she left to do the duet with somebody else. So they still wanted me to be in it, but they had another person be in it. And so then in the end, it didn't feel right. So then I was like, if you can't have one Laura, you can't you can't have either Laura or something like that. Well, you can't have both Laura, so you can't have either Laura. And so I didn't do the duet with the other person. And I wasn't even part of the concert, I don't think. Oh. Yeah. But it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't like I owed her something or I, I wanted to hurt myself because she was also hurt. I just didn't, it just didn't feel right. Everyone had made such a big deal about Laura and Laura, like, you know, being in this concert like, together. <laughs> and it just didn't feel right. Like, Laura and Aaron. Like, no, that, that doesn't sound the same. <laughs> So I, I just didn't do it. But how about you? I don't think so. Mm. I can't think of any scenario where I have like evened the odds between me and another person. So I'm going to pass on this question. She's going to pass, guys. <laughs> My life is boring. <laughs> this part. <laughs> okay. Moving on then. Uh, Ross starts to basically talk shit. Uh, by saying how nothing is ever Rachel's fault and that things just happen to her. So basically saying that Rachel just makes excuses. Uh, He's going off on, or she's off in Rachel land doing her Rachel thing, oblivious to other people and their feelings. Rachel interrupts him to point out that there's a man walking with a bunch of bananas. So it looks like a delivery person delivering a shit ton of bananas. So random question. Do you like bananas? And also, what do you call them? (laughs) I do like bananas. They have to be... Still, like, like still green, almost yellow. I don't like them ripe. They are disgusting. And the almost ripe ones, like, they still have a little green on them, are a little sour, a little tart. Yeah. And I like that. Plus, they're very firm. I don't like mushy bananas. Mushy bananas are disgusting. And I don't eat them daily. I will have them in pancakes. I will have them in shakes. But never, ever by themselves. Like, it is once a year when I'm like, ooh, I want a banana. And I will eat a banana. But yes, I do like bananas. And I call them nanas. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) Do you like bananas? Oh, my God. I love bananas. (laughs) I love bananas so much. Um, I will eat them at any given time in my life. Um, I will eat them in a boat. (laughs) Yes. I will eat them on toast in my shake. I can't. I can't write. I'm sorry. No, I don't. But I, I do like them a lot. I also need to eat them because my body does not absorb potassium that well. So I do need to eat a little extra. And I do have a heart condition. So I, I need the potassium. So I do eat bananas. If you come over to my place, chances are there's always going to be bananas. I do eat them in shakes. Sometimes I eat them with my cereal. Sometimes I just grab the banana and just bite it. The only time I haven't been able to eat it immediately is when, and I posted about this on Instagram. <laughs> I You did. I don't, I try not to go grocery shopping that often right now because, you know, the world is still in shambles. 
but I I do get groceries delivered from Whole Foods, and a lot of the times the bananas that they send me are fine. Sometimes they're like a day or two early, you know, like I can't eat them yet. But mm-hmm. this last time that they brought me bananas, those things were green, green. Like I had never even seen bananas that green before. <laughs> in person and i i posted about it on instagram and a bunch of people started joking about it because they thought it was funny that i wasn't going to be able to eat those bananas for a long time update on the bananas for anyone that's listening to this that also saw my instagram story they were good enough to eat a week later (laughs) oh my god i did i did have to wait and they were still they still had a little green by that time but by i could not wait any longer i wanted my bananas I also like <laughs> banana flavored candy. Like I just really like the taste of real banana and artificial banana. Um, and I call them nanas and bananas. <laughs> but yes, I do like them. <laughs> I like. <laughs> All right. So Ross and Rachel both chase after the banana guy. And in the next scene, the gang is seen knocking on someone's door in their complex. Mr. Heckles, who I believe we've met before, uh, answers and Ross states, give me my monkey deck. Mr. Heckles claims not to have him, but then you can hear him making monkey noises in the background. Uh, When Marcel comes out, because Ross bursts into his apartment, Marcel is wearing a dress. (laughs) They both start calling to Marcel to see who he'll go to. Just then, Louisa walks in and calls Marcel and she captures him with a cage. Ross tries to plead with Louisa, but she's not budging. Just then, Rachel walks over and also tries to convince her to give the monkey back and, you know, says... And she says no, and so Ross says to Rachel, like, you had to be a bitch in high school. You couldn't have been fat. (laughs) And Rachel admits to Louisa that, yes, she was prom queen and she wasn't a nice teenager, but that this was the opportunity for Louisa to be the bigger person. And Louisa just says no. So Rachel then threatens to snitch on her to her boss for shooting Phoebe in the butt with a tranquilizer. And they end up getting the monkey back. Mr. Heckles and Ross were both fighting over Marcel. Have you ever fought with someone over something you knew was yours, but they try to say that it was theirs? So, yes, but not not in the same way that Mr. Heckles was fighting Ross, because (laughs) it was a complete misunderstanding. So we were both right in this instance. So it was me and Justin. I have a very small cable that's a charger it's an iphone charger with the new charging port i guess at this point it's not new um and it's it's a usb cable to connect to like a wall charger right but it's very Mm -hmm. small it's like a like a fingers in length and Mm -hmm. and so i call it my tiny cable and there was this one time when justin's what justin was like have you seen my my tiny cable and i was like what tiny cable and he was like, you know, my, my tiny cable that was right here. And I was like, you mean my tiny cable? And he was like, no, it's, it's my tiny cable. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've had it since before we were dating. Like, I brought it here. I brought it here when I moved in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what are you talking about? I used to use this tiny cable like when I was living at my parents' house and I was like, sir, no, you're confused. Like we're clearly not understanding each other. What he was talking about was not a cable, but a table. One of those like tables (laughs) for like TV dinners. Yeah. And so he was looking for it because he was going to sit down and like watch TV and use this tiny table to put something on it while he was watching tv but i thought he was talking about my tiny cable and the only reason we found out is because my tiny cable says amazon on it 
because that's where I bought it and it has like the Amazon so I was telling him no it's my tiny cable it says Amazon on it and he's like where (laughs) (laughs) but we were going at it for like 10-15 minutes and I was like this man is crazy (laughs) and he was probably thinking that I was crazy (laughs) because I wanted to take ownership of his tiny table god damn it Laura but no, no one has ever tried to pass something that was mine as theirs, like, purposefully. Has that happened to you? I want to say yes with, like, clothes and stuff. I have sisters. I have aunts. Uh-huh. We're all around the same age, you know. So there's been instances where it's like, hey, that's my jacket. And they're like, no, I got this jacket at Ross for, like, 10 bucks. And they get, it's so funny to me, too, when, like, people try to fight with you and they're like, no, I bought this for this, this amount of money at this place at this time on this day. <laughs> dude no it's mine (laughs) so I've definitely had that happen where we legit get into like specifics of like I bought it here from here like it's it's not even from the same state I bought it in Las Vegas or I bought it in Nevada or or not obviously Las Vegas is in Nevada I don't know why I said that but um (laughs) but you know stuff like that where it's mine no it's my sweater no it's my shirt no these are my shoes Things like that. And those things don't ever get resolved because who the fuck knows who got what and who belongs to what. I know what's mine, but I also know that I have lied about something being mine. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It has happened. Yeah, I think it happens. I think it's happened to me with clothes too, but I just can't really think of any instances. But yeah, sisters and clothes. uh, (sighs) It's the worst. It is, honestly. (laughs) And sometimes the best because if you like their style, then you can wear their clothes. But with my sister, it was always a point of contention. Ah. It was always what? I'm sorry. You cut out. A point of contention. Like, we always got in fights oh. over clothes. <laughs> but nearing the end, the show ends with Ross and Rachel in the apartment alone with Marcel. Ross starts to apologize for being such an ass and Rachel's understanding, stating that it was her fault for losing him and he praises her for having gotten him back. He then offers Rachel some wine and tries to set the mood by dimming the lights. Rachel is startled by the lights dimming and Ross says something about someone must be vacuuming upstairs or like the neighbors. He pours wine and starts to talk to Rachel about how upset they got at each other and that it was probably because they care about each other so much. But right when he's about to get to the good stuff, he gets cut off because just then Barry storms in and tells Rachel that he made a mistake and he can't marry Mindy because he's still in love with Rachel. Dun, dun, dun. Rachel (laughs) is taken aback and Ross complains about how they gotta start locking that door because he is always getting interrupted. Do you remember when lights used to dim when you were vacuuming? And then also, (laughs) have you ever tried to tell someone something important and then constantly got interrupted? So, yes, I do remember the lights dimming when vacuuming. It always happened at my uh, grandma's house when you used the outlet that had the lamp plugged in. (laughs) So, yes. And then I don't think so. I mean, aside from like in a staff meeting when I got something to say and people talk over you, I don't think I've ever gotten interrupted for something serious. Aside from like when I'm trying to tell Victor something, Victor interrupts all the time and he knows it and he apologizes (sighs) like, I can't help it. My little, my little mouth moves faster than my brain and I just want to say it because I'm, you know, and it's not like I'm going to forget. It just comes out and I'm like, yeah, I know because you do it to me all the time. Thanks, babe. Um, it's a little frustrating, but I love him. So it's, it's a lot and frustrating. Do it, 
like luckily it's not every conversation but it happens and i'm like bro i'm talking here (laughs) yeah um but it's never been during something super important like if i really need to tell him something i can like you need to shush and let me speak and i need to say this and you need to let me and so he'll like sit patiently and let me speak and then you know he'll take his turn but no never i don't think anybody's ever constantly interrupted me over something and yourself um so i also remember when the lights used to dim because of vacuuming and other things (laughs) wall vibrators (laughs) yeah oh my goodness sorry no no you're good But as far as getting interrupted, sort of, but not by people, just by, like, situations. So I remember one time I wanted to break up with this guy, and I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to do it today, and everything's going to be fine. Like, I'm just doing it today. And then right as I'm like, hey, like, we need to talk about something important, he got a phone call, and he had to go to work. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to break up with him right now, because I want to talk to him about it you know mm-hmm. so we don't break up so same day he just needed to go into work for like an hour or two something happened where he like because he was like a manager mm-hmm. so he can he came back and so then he was like hey um i know that you want to talk about something important but i've been really like really sad lately and i kind of want to like go out and like do you want to go out with me to like balboa park or something and i was like yeah sure mm-hmm. so i went to balboa park <laughs> We, we we had fun and then he was like hey you let's go to this game store and let's play a game and I'm like yeah sure like he's like our our friends are gonna be there so I was like okay the friends are gonna be there and then <laughs> the friends that we had at this time well they were his friends originally but I got kind of close to them I realized that this was probably gonna be the last time that I saw them because I was planning to dump this guy in like the next day or so so I remember taking the time to look at them and memorize their faces and just so dramatic <laughs> and then I realized it was getting kind of late to like break up because I was I also lived with this person so I was like I, I gotta move out and he hadn't noticed but I actually had packed all my shit already and so I was like uh, it's already late like you want to go to dinner and he was like yeah let's go to dinner <laughs> so we had some bomb ass dinner we got back and then I was cleaning out some like his drawer or something and mm-hmm. really it's because I was making sure that I hadn't left anything else and I found this note that I had written him and it was like this letter that I wrote him when we first started dating where I you could tell if you read that letter how hopeful I was for our relationship and how sure I was that this time it was going to work out for me Aww. and so as I was reading it I just broke down crying and I was just blurted out yeah this isn't working <laughs> and so we did end up breaking up that same day but at like 10 oh my p.m God. because i i just kept getting interrupted by situations and i had a family member come pick me up <laughs> it was just terrible and then he was crying and i didn't think he'd be crying and it was just it was an ordeal but no not by people just you know just by things that happened around us yeah <laughs> You meanie. I know, I'm the worst. (laughs) So after this all happens, the rest of the gang is hanging out at Central Park and Monica's showing them all photos of herself in the school musical and mentions how you can't see some people because her fat ass is standing in front of them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have high school photos of yourself and have you ever or would you ever share them on social media? I do have 
high school pictures of myself and I am not afraid to show them on social media. Um, I have shown them before. I like to show people all the time, like, look how ugly I used to be. <laughs> look how derpy I Imagine how awkward I am now, but ugly. Like, ooh, people did not like me. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't care. I, I show people all the time. Like, this is what I look like. This is how awkward I was. You could, you could tell in those pictures, awkwardness and nerdiness radiate. Not that there's anything wrong with being nerdy. But uh, my awkward definitely overstepped boundaries sometimes. Um, like, I was definitely a weird kid. A weird kid <laughs> that was trying to be palatable. So uh, even a little bit cool. And I don't know if you noticed when you were in high school, but oftentimes weird people that are trying to look or act cool you can spot them so easily and they are honestly the worst <laughs> that's why i was in high school but i'm not ashamed i do wish sometimes i could go back in time and just not even change anything but just relive those times with just like a different perspective and just kind of laugh at myself but such is life that we can't go back and uh, we are getting old i'm about to turn 31 so i've been graduated from high school for a while now <laughs> but uh what about you i don't know that i've seen any high school pictures of you uh, on social media have you ever shared them or would you ever i have shared all kinds of photos on social media mm. um i have posted baby pictures i've posted pictures of me as a kid and then yeah definitely like high school pics i wasn't a part of the cool kids but i also wasn't as weird as you yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> i feel like i was <laughs> I feel like I was just like, I feel like I feel like I was normal. I didn't dress any type of way. I wore jeans and t-shirts, tank tops, like not tank tops, but like muscle shirts, mm -hmm. aka used to be called wife beaters. I remember. <laughs> That's no longer appropriate. Don't call them. That. <laughs> um, but I did used to wear those when I was in high school and like my Adidas. I always had Adidas or my cool K-Swiss. Um, but I didn't try to fit in with anybody. I had my friends that I hang out with and they liked me and we were all pretty normal. I did hang out with some guys that were like considered quote unquote rockeros, but I didn't dress like them and I didn't, you know, whatever. We would listen to the same music, but I was never, I don't know. I never tried to be anybody else. I know that at one point specifically, one of my elementary school friends was like, oh my God, we need to hang out like in the quad with the rest of the people. And I personally was like, I don't want to hang out with the rest of the people. Like I like being over here where we can do stupid stuff and like, and by stupid stuff, I mean like sing out loud or, you know, crack jokes and laugh hysterically without anybody looking over to see what's going on. Cause we, d I did not do drugs in high school, but so I remember her specifically like, oh, we need to stop hanging out over here and we need to hang out with the rest of the people and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she changed completely, started wearing different clothes, like more sophisticated skirts, you know, girly stuff with makeup and, and the hair and whatever. And I was like, I wear eyeliner and that's all I feel like I need. So like, I'm not going to go all out. I tried wearing skirts and dresses to school a handful of times because I felt so uncomfortable and out of place that I was like, nah. <laughs> And like, that was me. And I could give two shits what anybody thought about me. But yes, I have posted pictures of myself and I would continue to, if I find more, I will continue to post photos of myself in high school. And if anybody has high school pictures of me, just share them and tag me. <laughs> I, man, so 
just kind of piggybacking about you saying, oh, I wasn't trying to be anybody else. I, I also wasn't trying to be anybody else per se, but I tried to, I tried a handful of different styles to see which one I thought I was. So with the high school that I went to, both of them actually, there weren't that many Mexican people. And the Mexican people that were in these high schools were very like stereotypically Mexican. And what I mean by that is they would dress like like cholos and cholas. Like like they thought that's how they had to dress, even though, mm-hmm. you know, they they were not cholos. <laughs> um, I mean, they were like 13 for crying out loud. But anyway, like they had that whole style. And and I tried wearing that because I was like, obviously, I'm Mexican. I have to hang out with these people. <laughs> but I was like, nope, n- not this kind of <laughs> Mexican, I guess. Like, And then I would stop hanging out with those people. And then I was like, you know what? I do love Mexican emo music or like Mexican rock music and then I would start hanging out with them and kind of adopting the style but they also they would start questioning me about bands and like what concerts I've been to and all this shit and and that I wasn't enough punk rock for them so then I'd stop hanging out with them and then I tried hanging out with like super nerdy people nerdy as in like academically nerdy Mm -hmm. and I wasn't nerdy enough I was I didn't feel intellectually smart Uh, enough to hang out with them so (laughs) I just would end up hanging out in this group of like misfits that was totally composed of people kind of like me but in different like different levels like some were a little bit more normal but they just didn't want to feel constrained by whatever their clique wanted them to do so they just ended up being an outsider and hanging out with everyone some were like yeah one of like mexicans that were fresas but they weren't that many fresas so they just ended up in our group uh it was (laughs) it was just a really weird group that we had in high school and both high schools that i went to ended up hanging out with like people that didn't really belong in any category (laughs) and (laughs) and i dressed however i wanted (laughs) i had like two shirts that i really liked that i wore all the time one was like a super bright orange shirt that I had a like a old ad for Tootsie Rolls on it, oh, and, and I thought that was super cute, so I wore it all the time. And then the other one was this T-shirt that I found, I think, at Walmart from the Beatles, uh, and it was <laughs> black and white. And that was what I would wear if I wanted to be like a little bit more emo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, high school, high school, Laura, you're gonna be okay eventually. <laughs> <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> you're gonna live through a pandemic. A couple financial crises, terrorist attacks. You're going to get stimmies. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not as many stimmies as people that have children. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, that concludes tonight's episode. Yay. Get boozy. And stay hydrated, people, please. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>